morning, everybody. It is Friday, March 20th, which also happens to be day eight of my self-quarantine uh, from uh, my trip over to France. And uh, so for those of you joining this via podcast, uh, this is, the, of course, the Recovering Hypocrite Podcast or the Quarantined Hypocrite Podcast. Uh, for those of you joining on Instagram uh, TV, it's just me chatting with you here on TV. So um, here is um, something I, I just thought it would be great to share. And I know I promised that I would do a little, I didn't promise. I said I was going to do something about civil disobedience, but that just doesn't feel right at this moment. It just didn't seem like the right thing to share. But um, earlier this week, I had an opportunity to hang out with a bunch of athletes from Michigan State University um, whose seasons are over or whose um, uh, their their sports seasons are completely over, like not their seasons, their careers, because for some of these, uh, they're graduating this year. And and even though the NCAA has said they'll extend some of their eligibility, some of them are just going to move on. They're going to go and uh, get into their careers now. And what I shared with them uh, when I got a chance to hang out with them this week was a passage in James that I keep quoting. Like I keep over the course of, gosh, the last week, I've probably quoted this passage a dozen times. And so what happened is um, after quoting it about a dozen times, I went back and I was just reading the, the, the passage in context and I saw something that I've never seen in it before, but I think it really, um, it applies right, right now um, in the kind of age of, I guess, uncertainty that we're living in. This is the passage um, in James 4, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by reading the section that I normally hear read, um, and I'm going to stop where I normally hear this stop. So this is what it is, uh, James 4, uh, starting in verse th- uh, 13. Says this, come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there to do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. That in, in itself is a, is a great passage, and it's the one that I keep quoting to people. I'm, I keep saying, man, we are living in James 4, right? Um, any of us who say, I'm going to go to this city or that city, I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to do that thing, we just don't know. And it almost seems like this has been a poignant reminder during the season that our life is just a vapor. And 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 for me, this has always been a hard passage anyway, because I'm a planner. I like to, uh, I, I kind of map everything out. Like I have our teaching series. I just, just before this whole thing happened, I finished planning our, our teaching series between now and the end of the school year uh, 20, I guess 2021. Um, so, I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I like to plan. I, 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 in the month of March, I was supposed to be out of town all but seven days. And instead, here I am uh, in quarantine. So, uh, there's all these, I like to make these plans. And so, this is a reminder, um, and it's a good reminder that just says today or tomorrow, um, if, you, if you say you have these plans, uh, you don't even know because life is a vapor. You should say, if the Lord wills. Now, there's a sense in which, um, there, we, we kind of say, yeah, 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 I know that. Or we're, we're thinking, you know, yes, I know, Lord willing. And so people throw Lord willing on a lot of things in their life. Uh, this passage doesn't end there. There's two more verses. And so let me read the two more verses that, again, I hear the second verse taught by itself all the time, but not necessarily in context with the first verse. Here's what it says. It says, but as it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil— 
So it is a sin to know the good and, and not, not to do it. So I've heard people teach this before. There's, uh, you know, it's a sin to know the good that you should do and not to do it. And again, that gets pulled out of the context of this passage. But let's look at those two things in this context. In the context of uh, of James saying, listen, for those of you who say today or tomorrow, I'm going to go to this city or that city. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, uh, you planners out there. He said, your life is just a vapor. He goes, remember that. So say, if the Lord wills, I'll, I'll live and do this or that. But he says, as it is, you boast in your arrogance, All such boasting is evil. So he says, there's something evil you do in your planning. And then he says, so, which which also can be therefore in other translations, therefore, so it is a sin to know the good and not do it. So there's something that is evil and something that is good in this passage. So what is the thing that is evil? Well, he says the evil is the boasting. It's boasting in arrogance. And so what does that mean? Well, I think what it means is when we make our plans without considering ourselves and considering God. And this is what I mean by that. Um, we always consider ourselves in our planning in the sense that we think we, we're planning what we want to do and, and what our goals are and how we're going to achieve them and all that sort of thing. But um, when he says considering yourself here, he's saying consider um, the fact that you're just a vapor. So it is making plans with a an internal perspective in mind that what you're doing, um, while it may be important in the moment, in the grand scheme of everything, it's a mist. And when you make all your plans just about you and just about what you're going to get done and just about what you want to accomplish, and you don't even consider yourself as a mist, that's boasting that, and, and that's evil. But it's also Uh, The fact that we don't consider God in that. That's why he says, Lord willing, there's this consideration of who God is and that he is the one ultimately who is in control. Uh, You know, like it says in Psalms, it it says man uh, determines in his heart uh, the way that he should go, but God directs his steps. The Lord directs his steps. We can plan all we want and we should plan. I think scripture is just clear about that. We should be planning people. That's a good thing. And yet we should hold those plans loosely because we're a mist and God is the one who's ultimately in control. So if he wills, our plans uh, will succeed. But then here's the tricky part. There's that one more verse at the end, the verse 17. So it says, so it is a sin to know the good and yet not do it. And that's what struck me as I was wrestling with this passage earlier this week. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If the evil is boasting and the evil is not considering ourselves as a mist or God as the one who's ultimately in control, what is the good? Well, the good is those things. It is good to consider your life as a mist and to realize the shortness of life that we have and the fact that things around us can change. Uh, that's good. The other good in this passage is to consider God, to place God at the center of your plans. I mean, you've probably heard the old cheesy thing in the past of, you know, uh, oh, the re- way to have joy in life is Jesus, others, yourself, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that's fine, whatever. Um, but I, for me, 
I don't like to think about things in a prioritized order like that. Instead, I like to think of our center. The center of who we are is Jesus and everything else, other people, ourselves, our plans, all of that circles around him. And so as we make our plans, the good for us to do is to consider that our life is a mist and to consider that God is at the, he's the one that is ultimately in control. So what I think happens is when we do that, something incredible happens. When we begin to see that we're a mist and that God is the one who's in control, we can hold our plans loosely and we can see every breath, every moment, every successful plan, every subverted plan as a gift from God. And the moment that we're living in right now, we can know is exactly how God has directed the mist and vapor of our life to be. So right now, me being in day eight of quarantine, sitting in my undisclosed bunker, is part of the will of God. It is a way for me to consider my life as mist and God is in control. The fact that we have to do online services, which I, I just, I don't think it's anybody's preference, except for maybe the extreme introverts who are like, I love, I, I was talking to one guy this week, he said, I don't think I can go back to uh, uh, worshiping God with pants on. And I'm not sure what that meant, but yeah, th- there you go. Um, but I, I think that um, all of us right now have this moment to see that right now, we have been given a gift of a unique moment to slow down, to consider um, our plans as something in God's hands. We have a, a, a moment where we can love people in community in different ways than we've considered before. It, it's, it's a remarkable new moment that God has given us. And, and that's what really struck me out of this passage. So this is it. It was just like a little 10 minute thing, but uh, this is what I've been thinking about and I thought I'd share it with you. All right. Have a great week, everybody.